What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, we have a very special guest, former Minnesota Gopher, Sarah Potomac. It was such a great interview with Sarah. She's one of my favorite college hockey players of all time. We talk about many things throughout this interview. We talk about her college hockey career with the Gophers, where she won a national championship and played in three Frozen Fours. And Sarah had a great college hockey career. In 145 games played, she had 65 goals and 114 assists, which adds up to 179 points. That's insane to think about. And we also talk about her journey to D1 College Hockey at Minnesota. She played for the Pursuit of Excellence School, and she also won a gold medal for Team Canada in the U18 World Championships. And we finally discuss about her pursuit to the Olympic team and how that still motivates her today. And we also talk about her relationship with her sister Amy and what it was like to be her teammate. So it was a great conversation with her. We talk about many different aspects of her hockey career. So I really hope you guys enjoy this one. However, before we get to the interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also follow our Spotify page and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. Now, let's not waste any more time. Here's the interview with Sarah. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by former Minnesota Gopher, Sarah Potomac. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah, and how's everything going? Thank you for having me. Um, Things are going really, really well. Um, I'm back at home in Canada now, so I'm just keeping busy kind of with training and and, uh, school and coaching. Yeah, you recently were participating in the Canadian national team training camp. Uh, talk about that experience and what was that like? It was so much fun. It was the first time that we've been able to be together in probably like over a year now. And so it was just so fun to get back on the ice and play games and be um, with my teammates. It was a different look kind of a camp because it was in a bubble and just with COVID protocol, but it didn't really take away from the experience of it. Um, it was just special and it was fun just to compete um, in a really competitive atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. Being in a bubble environment for that camp, was there any adjustments you had to make? Because I know the NHL did it for their playoffs this over the summer. Was it similar to that? Um, yeah, sort of. Like we kind of were in our own rooms and everything. There wasn't really any adjustments, I guess, that I had to make um, that were super drastic or anything. It was just making sure that if I needed to order food or something, that I was just getting what I needed to get. But um, I guess I just made the most of my time when we were with each other just to socialize um, and kind of re-catch up and reconnect with my teammates. Now, what did you want to work on the most during that camp? For me, it was just playing, focusing on playing my game and um, just going out and competing and being the hardest working player that I can be. Um, and just, you got like, they taught us a lot of new things. So just trying to practice those um, in the game and, I guess for me, it was just, I think I was just so excited to finally play again, Um, but I just wanted to just showcase my, um, the work that I put in throughout quarantine time. Now, besides that training camp, what have you been up to since graduating college? Yeah, so graduated in May. Um, Since then, I've just, I came back here and I coach at Trinity Western University. Um, We are, this was supposed to be our first year in U-Sport, but they canceled U-Sport, so now, we're going to be starting in the fall 
so I've been coaching with them and it's been just super fun, super awesome. We're on the ice pretty much every day. Um, I'm also doing my master's in educational leadership, um, which helped me out in the future because I'm eventually when I'm done hockey, um, I'll become a teacher. And I've just been training like crazy, um, but it's been nice to be at home. I haven't been at home since I was 12 years old. So to be able to live at home and, and spend so much time with my family has been probably one of the best parts. Yeah, definitely. It's a, is, it, has it, is it crazy for yourself knowing that it's been a year since your college hockey season last ended? Yeah, um, it's been, it, it's pretty crazy. It, like I got to, uh, when I was at camp, there were some girls from Princeton and stuff that were in the same boat. They were going to be going to the NCAA tournament and just kind of ended like unexpectedly. And I think they can both agree to that, you know, like you still miss it and the feeling of the unknown is still there and you wish that you could go kind of would have played that tournament. Obviously looking back, it was the right call to make to shut it down and everything. But um, it's crazy to think that it was a year ago. Um, it felt like the longest yet shortest year, 2020. It went flew by, but it was also really long at the same time, just trying to work through all the challenges. Yeah, definitely. I know for myself, I was writing up this interview and I was like, normally I ask like, what, what have you been up to during quarantine? But it's, it's yeah. been a year since quarantine. So really most yeah. people have been doing more than just, you know, at their house. So <laughs> exactly. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> now I want to start off this podcast by talking about the beginning of your hockey career. You're from Aldergrove, British Columbia. Uh, what was it like growing yeah. up there and how did you start playing hockey? So I have four older brothers um and then obviously my younger sister Amy and so I just wanted to be like my brothers they all played hockey my dad played hockey when he was a kid too and so we just I just started as soon as I could walk I wanted to start skating um and so I played all the Grove minor hockey and then I moved to Burnaby Winter Club um I played boys hockey the there wasn't as much girls hockey um, when I started playing. So when I was 12, I decided to move to the Pursuit of Excellence, which is in Kelowna, which is about a four hour drive from here. And so I billeted there from grade eight through grade 12. And that was unbelievable experience. Um, just an incredible hockey academy that prepared me for college and Team Canada experiences. Um, but yeah, but from there then I committed to University of Minnesota, but now the hockey game has changed so much that there's a lot of opportunities for girls out here. So um, just for me to be able to, I guess, move away was the best call at that time. Yeah, who was your favorite player growing up and what part of their game did you admire the most? Um, I guess I like, I love watching NHL hockey, like um, like Sidney Crosby and Pavel Datsyuk were, like Pavel Datsyuk's probably one of the most skilled players to ever play the game. Um, and from the female side of things, like Caroline Ouellette um, and Marie Philip Pouin, she was pretty young when I was playing. She's still one of the best in the world. Um, and just, I guess, just their complete game. Um, they're both like Pouin, and when you look at Crosby or Dead Seeker, just players that can play well under pressure um, and they're clutch players. And so that's just something that I've admired about them and, and something that I always want to be able to be like them is be reliable um, and consistent. Have you ever tried a Pavel Datsuk shootout move in practice or during a game one time? Um, maybe the one where he would fake it and like the goalie would, and he would like pull it back and uh, roof it. But I yeah. never, nothing really crazy in a game, not like my sister. So. All right. All right. Now, like you just mentioned before you played for Minnesota, you played for the Pursuit of Excellence School. Uh, mm -hmm. How'd you get the opportunity to play there? 
yeah, so my brother played there as well before me. So he went there for one year and they had a tournament out in Vancouver and they needed some extra players. And so the female coach just asked me if I wanted to play. And so I would have been like 11 or 12 at the time playing U18. And so I played with them um, and it was really fun. It was kind of my first time playing girls hockey. And from there, just the coach talked to my dad and it seemed like the best fit. I knew if I wanted to play NCAA hockey, I had to get noticed and go and put myself in those positions. And just the training and development was unbelievable. Like we were on the ice for two hours a day, skill work one hour a day and working out for an hour a day. So doing that for five years um, is definitely a lot of practice. But um, yeah, my dad, it was just kind of through my brother, but it was one of the best decisions that I've made. Yeah, what was your favorite memory with that school? My favorite memory? Hmm, I would have to say just, um, I guess, just the everyday things. Like, you go through, like, such long days, and we do a lot of traveling, like, ODs and stuff, especially in the start of my career there. Um, so just being with my teammates every single day was pretty fun. We had a rival academy called OHA, and so those games were always, like, life or death. So that was also really fun. How did playing for the Pursuit Academy help prepare you for college hockey? Because I know for yourself, you had to move away from home at such a young age. Was having that being away from home help prepare you for going to Minnesota in the future? Absolutely. I think I matured a lot being away from home. You know, I think to mature and grow, you have to be in uncomfortable situations. And so that experience of living by myself definitely matured me. I had obviously I had a lot of support from my family and, and friends and family up there. Um, but just moving away young that matured me and then just the time management of it it's pretty similar to university honestly if not more busy with traveling and everything and so when I was able to go to school I was able to manage school and travel um, and that kind of busy schedule um, for me and then just being able to handle a heavy workload so that when I came to university it was pretty easy transition. Yeah, and you also played for the under-18 Canada team. Uh, talk about what it's like getting the opportunity to represent your country on the national stage. Um, it's an honor to be able to play for Team Canada. That was super, super fun. I was with a, reminiscing with a teammate about our first U18 experience together. We won gold in Budapest. Um, and it was just, again, just obviously being able to play for Canada is really, really special. And it's an honor to be able to do that. And something that I've dreamed of my whole life. And so... Being able to play U18 was definitely a stepping stone um, into the future and just a really good building block. Um, you learn so much when you go to that U18, or first U18 um, worlds kind of thing. And so definitely something I'll remember forever. Yeah, you like you just said, you won a gold medal in that world championships. What emotions were you feeling after winning that medal? Um, I think that was kind of like the first big tournament I ever, ever won. And so... Um, I just remember just, it was just really fun. It was just like, you couldn't really breathe um, and doing it with some of my best friends and my family was all there. Um, it was just kind of like a perfect tournament. Like it was just, everything kind of went well. And so it was just, yeah, there aren't really words, I guess, to describe it. It's just something that you dream of and you want to keep doing over and over. Yeah, and talking to other players who've played in international tournaments, they say those experiences really help them prepare for college hockey because they're playing against a lot of the players that they will be playing when they get to school. Did you notice that as well? And what was it like playing that competition, especially against Team USA? Yeah, really, really good competition. Like Megan Keller was on there and like Taylor Williams and Sophie Sprzynski. I think I played, honestly, against like three quarters of 
my team at one point in time at uh, the U18 and U22 level. Um, but yeah, it definitely prepares you for college. Um, it's just another level up from your high school hockey. And it was just fun to be able to see. I remember meeting Sophie Skarzynski at um, the hotel and stuff and knowing that we were going to be teammates at Minnesota um, was fun. So it's cool to kind of see who your future teammates are going to be, and especially since they were pretty much all American. It was cool. Was there any culture shock playing in Hungary for the first time? Because when you think of Hungary, you don't really think of hockey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a little bit. I've never been overseas, so it was that was like my first time. Actually, no, sorry, I went one other time overseas, but um, playing at that level, it was honestly super cool. The tournament was really well done. Hungary was a beautiful place, um, and like I said before, my fam- my whole family came, my sister, everyone. So it was just really fun to be able to be with them. And um, Team Canada just made sure we were really comfortable. Um, we did a lot of things together as a team. So it just kind of felt like another family. Um, and then playing hockey was obviously the best part. What was the coolest thing you got to do there? The coolest thing? Um, I think just doing, we got to do a tour one day. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. And then at the hotel, they had this like insane water park. Like it was one of the coolest water parks ever. And so one day our coaches let us just have the day off and go in the water park. And so that was honestly really fun. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I could imagine. Now transitioning, (laughs) talk about your recruiting process. What was that like for yourself? And why did you end up choosing Minnesota at the end of the day? At that time, the rules were a bit different. So coaches could kind of talk to us early. Um, So there was a lot of I got a lot of interest after playing with Team BC um, at Nationals, and that was when uh, Brad Frost originally reached out to me. Um, I went through, I talked to pretty much every school that reached out to me, um, and then I kind of narrowed it down to the WCHA. That was a conference that I wanted to play in. It was more central, a bit closer to home, not super close, but a bit closer than going all the way um, out east. And... I kind of narrowed it down to like North Dakota, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Uh, yeah, Minnesota. And just kind of built relationships with all the coaches and just Frosty and Joel. And at the time it was in Nadine Musrell. I just built a really good connection with all of them, um, especially Frosty. And so, yeah. And I, then I obviously went and visited and I looked at the school um, and it was just a perfect fit. And it was one of the best decisions I've made. Um, and yeah. So I committed pretty early. I committed in like grade 10. Um, so it kind of felt like a fast process, but it was what I wanted, to, where I wanted to go. Yeah. What was it like playing under Brad Frost and the rest of the Minnesota hockey coaching staff? And how did it help your hockey development, especially assistant coaches like Nadine Mazarol, like you just mentioned, who are now a head coach, who is now a head coach with Ohio State? Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, my freshman year, I came in there and I was playing with like players like Hannah Brand and Cameron Easy and Kessel and like Lee Steckline was there. And so we just had an unbelievable team. Um, the captains and seniors were instrumental in making me feel comfortable. Um, and I went in there not knowing anybody. Um, and I lived with Taylor Williamson and her family was just the absolute best. They're still like my second family to me and they made me feel really comfortable as well. Um, but yeah, just playing under those coaches, they pushed me, they, made me feel welcome. Um, they each kind of brought something different. Um, so yeah, so I really liked, I guess, playing under all three of them. It was, they were a really good match, I guess, for, for me. So. 
Now, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the mental side of the game, making quicker decisions with the puck, or was it more just the physicality, playing against players that were four years older than you are when you were a freshman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a mix of both. Um, the WCHA is really physical, fast, um, strong, and so it was a bit of an adjustment. Um, I chose also Minnesota because I knew I was going to be playing against the best players every single day in practice. We have, we had a really competitive team, and so that kind of set us up for the weekend games, um, just being able to go against Lee Steckline every day in practice. She's probably the best defenseman um, to play at the time. And so, yeah, they definitely helped me kind of get ready for the weekend, but the adjustment, I guess, would be the physicality and just like it's just a bit quicker, and so just adjusting to that. Now, in your freshman year, you lost to Wisconsin in the WCHA final. Talk about what you remember from that game and what was your mindset heading into your first national tournament? Um, I was rattled that we lost. I remember feeling like I didn't want to ever lose like that again. Um, and I think that fire kind of just was lit when we went into the national tournament um, and we knew that we could beat them. And so that kind of just set us up um, going into the tournament. I think we played Wisconsin, yeah, in the semifinal and we were able to beat them in overtime. Um, but yeah, just having that fire and losing to them in the previous weekend um, kind of set us up for that. Yeah, and you beat Princeton in the first round of that national tournament. Uh, talk about getting your first playoff experience, and what did you take away from your first national tournament experience? Yeah, it was it was awesome. We The year before, the Gophers also won, and so we had a team full of vets who have all been there um, and won a national championship, and they kind of just took us under their wing, I guess. Um, and I just wanted to play the best I could play for the team. I didn't really think of I was a freshman but I didn't want to play like a freshman and so I think I that I did that pretty well and just tried to help my team out as best I could but definitely having the leadership of players like Lee Steckman and Hunter Brent um, helped all of us freshmen a lot during that. Now you got revenge against Wisconsin in the semifinals of that year beating them in overtime uh, talk about that game and what was it like getting the chance to eliminate your rivals on that type of stage? That was probably one of my favorite games um, ever. I still remember Taylor Williamson scoring like the first goal. Um, and then I think Kessel scored again. Um, but yeah, it was just an awesome, fun game. It was super back and forth. It was super tight. It was intense. Um, we were playing in New Hampshire and the rink was massive. Um, it was just such a fun game. And then we went into overtime and I just remember being really nervous, but I remember Lee coming up to me um, before we went out onto the ice and she just said, you got this. Um, and then that just kind of encouraged me and gave me some confidence. And then we ended up winning that game. Yeah. And you won your first national championship beating Boston College. Describe the emotions you were feeling after winning your first national championship. Because I think when most Minnesota fans reminisce about that year, they think about that game against Wisconsin for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, but people don't realize how good BC was that year because I think they were undefeated that year mm-hmm. and you handed them their first loss. Yeah. Yeah. They were undefeated. Um, the Gophers have been the only team to go undefeated um, a few years before I went there. And so we knew that they hadn't lost a game. Um, and we weren't really like super focused, I guess, on that fact that they were undefeated. We were just kind of focused on doing what we can and coming out really, really strong. And I think we scored within like 13 seconds or something crazy. So we just came out fast. Um, and they were a really good team. Like they had Alex Carpenter on there and stuff. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to stick together. Um, coming off of that Wisconsin game was just such a high 
intensity game. And I think the Boston College and Clarkson game was also an overtime game. But so when we came out against Boston College, we were just kind of ready to roll and just play for each other. Yeah, you've gotten the opportunity to play many Frozen Fours. Uh, what's it like being a player in that atmosphere? Because I've been to one Frozen Four before in Boston a few years ago, and it's really cool how they do the whole setup, just with the pep band and just the whole scenery. Talk about being a player in that atmosphere and just getting to experience that. Yeah, it is so much fun. Our band came. Um, I remember in my freshman year they came, and it was so much fun that they were on the plane with us and everything. Um, they were so great. They kind of, it just is like just a really cool setup with the four teams. Um, you kind of feel like you're in like a mini like Stanley Cup final just with everything that like you have like the red carpet and all this stuff. Um, and yeah, it was just, it's just a really fun um, atmosphere. It's like the final four teams. You want to make it to that last possible game that you can make it to. And so just to be there together with your teammates, it's pretty special. And I think knowing that it's kind of like your last weekend together as a group makes it even more special special so you kind of just it's just that much more motivation yeah and another question i wanted to ask you is you've had a lot of success throughout your career and the gophers have had a lot of success throughout their program history how do you try to stay focused uh, with all the outside noise that you're facing and what's been what's the key for maintaining success throughout your years in college Mm -hmm. i think because we've had a lot of success that there's always kind of a lot of opinions um, especially when it comes to the Gophers and if we lose a game it's like sometimes can feel like the end of the world Um, especially the way sometimes the media or people fans talk about it Um, and everybody wants to beat the Gophers I think every time we play we get the other team's absolute best game and so for us it's just staying focused on our pillars which is like tough disciplined grateful and devoted and just staying with one another I think the more that we kind of focus on the rankings or what other people are saying um, can be distracting. But when we were just tight knit and focusing on what we can do, and um, that was when we were most successful. So just shutting out that noise was always important. Now, in your second year with the Gophers, your team struggled a little bit in the WCHA playoffs, losing in the semifinals to Duluth. Uh, What did you take away from that WCHA playoff experience? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that game too, especially. Um, I think they scored in overtime, but it was just a, a really intense game again. Um, and I think whenever we play in the WCHA, like every game's a battle, and I think you are seeing it now even more this year too, just how much better all these teams are getting, like Mankato, St. Cloud, all these teams. So it's getting even more higher competition. And so for us, just being able to play in the WCHA in general prepares you so much for playing out of conference teams. Um, But yeah, losing in that semifinal game definitely stunk and stung. Um, And then I think that was the year that we played them again. I believe I'm getting a bit the years mixed up. (laughs) But yeah, we played them again in the NCAA quarterfinal, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I have it right here. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. I think we won 1-0 or something, but... Yeah, and so that just losing that game and then seeing them again on the board that we were, when they did the revealing of who we were going to play, we were super fired up. We didn't have home ice advantage. So we were going to Duluth and that game, like both goalies just played unbelievable. It was so back and forth and we scored with like a couple minutes left um, to win the game, win nothing. But yeah, that loss definitely fired us up and they were an unbelievable team that year. And so 
it was a really good competition. Yeah, you kind of answered my next question. Uh, getting revenge against the Bulldogs, how did that feel compared to Wisconsin? You had their <laughs> freshman season. Yeah, I think they were both um, pretty similar feeling. It was, we got to keep moving on. It was when you get those one game elimination games, literally anything can happen. I think in a series, when you do a series long game, it's kind of more, there might be a bit more room for error. But when you get into single game elimination, it's, comes down to the littlest things. And so when we've got to keep our season going, it's like the best feeling. Yeah, and you then lost to Clarkson in the Frozen Four your sophomore year. Uh, talk about what you remember from that game and how did you handle your first ever big loss in your career? Yeah, um, that one definitely also really, really hurt. We, again, that game was back and forth. It was a pretty high scoring game, I think. Um, and we were out in St. Louis um and having won the previous year it was like you knew what you like you knew what it was like to win and we were just that close we had a chance again to play either I think it was BC or Wisconsin um but yeah losing I mean I just I guess for me it was just trying to be there with my teammates be present with my teammates um and just say thanks to the seniors and everything because we knew that, that that was their last game but just kind of sticking together and using that game to fuel you for the next coming years. Now you registered one season to pursue the Olympics. What was that like for you? It was really an awesome experience. Um, being cut obviously was one of the hardest things that I've had to go through in my hockey career, but just being able to be centralized and play for Team Canada with my sister, um, it was an honor and something that I hope to hopefully do again next year. But um, yeah, it was just a really good, amazing experience. It was a long year. Um, it's a lot of pressure, um, stress, and then you just play so many games. You got tons of, you're on the ice all the time. But um, overall, it was one of the best experiences of my life. How'd you handle that adversity of not making the team? And how do you use it now when you're playing with Team Canada <laughs> to help you make the team for next Olympics? Yeah, um, for me, it took me a long time. I think if you were to ask any player that was captain that team, how it took them, it wasn't just like the next day. They felt good. It took months and months. And it felt like, honestly, probably like a solid, a good year before I felt like I was playing like myself again. Um, but yeah, I just leaned on my family. I was the first time that I was without hockey. Um, so I just leaned on my family and my faith. And I was looking forward to going to school again that next year. Um, and so that definitely helped me talking with my coaches um, and just trying to build a plan up. Since once the Olympics were over, I was like, okay, now it's bounce back time. And the next one, the next four years, I'm going to make that team. Um, and so it's just been working on things that I've needed to work on, like my being my fitness levels, just being in the best shape possible, completing my plenary play game, um, and just getting that down so that when I come, when it comes down to 2022, that I'm ready to go. Now, how did you adjust getting back to college hockey after a year off? Because you obviously weren't doing any academics and you weren't, when you play college hockey, you play more consistently than you do with the national team. So was there any adjustment for yourself getting back? Um, not crazy academically. I did some courses when I came home. So that kind of helped me re-go to school. But just hockey-wise, um, definitely I took an adjustment period for that, just confidence levels. Um, and then you're cut and you're not playing since like I was cut in December. I didn't play a game until October. Um, and so just trying to get your game back, I guess. 
um, and rebuild those confidence levels. It takes a long time to build that, um, and you need experiences and stuff to do that. And so, yeah, it just took me at least probably until, like I said, probably like a year. That junior year was a bit tough for me, but um, I just did what I needed to do to try and get my game back. Now, on a more positive note, you did win the Minnesota Cup your redshirt junior year. Talk about that in-season tournament and getting the chance to win that. Yeah, that was super fun. Um, it was just a cool little thing that we got to do midway through the year. I don't know if – I don't think they did it this year, but, um, yeah, it was just really fun to be able to compete and win something halfway through the year um, and play against Minnesota teams that kind of just tried to set us up for what was to come in the Frozen Four and – um, the national tournament and try and winning our regular season. Yeah, and you played Wisconsin in the NCAA championship game. Uh, talk about the emotions you were feeling after that game, losing to the in the national championship, because that was the furthest you ever made it before yeah. uh, uh, since you won the national championship your last time with the mm-hmm. Gophers. Yeah, it was really frustrating um, and hurt. So that senior class was the class that I originally went in with since I redshirted. Um, they ended up being, graduating the year before me. Um, and so coming in with that class um, and t- being together with them for two, like I played with them for, for three years, but just being with them all the time for two years, I wanted nothing more than to have them win another national championship in their last year. And so that was honestly the part that hurt the most. Um, and just knowing that it was like my last game with them um, definitely sucked and just being so close. Um, Wisconsin played an unbelievable game um, and they, I think they, shut us out but yeah that's one game that I wish I could go back to but it is what it is. Now coming into your senior year what type of leadership did you want to bring were you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player? I'd say I'm a bit of both I guess um I'm pretty like outgoing with my teammates and stuff and just we had a really really close-knit team and I also lead by example just on the ice and practice and in games um and I wanted every time I want to do absolutely whatever it takes um, for the team to win. And so that's what I did every single day and every single game was just played my absolute hardest. Um, And I just wanted to be, I think just, I have had a good experiences, I guess, with playing at the Olympic level and playing, um, winning a national championship with the Govers. And so I just kind of wanted to bring those experiences in and just be myself and be, a good leader and, and just a good teammate for all my teammates. Yeah, and in your senior year, you played your final college hockey game against Ohio State, and you lost to them in the overtime in the WCHA semifinals. Uh, what do you remember from that game, and what emotions were you feeling after that game? Because I know at the time you didn't realize it was your final college game, but you kind of expected to get some revenge against them in the national tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a weird feeling because – well, one, we honestly, we played actually really good the game. I remember looking at highlights like a few months ago, and I remember seeing the shots, and it was like 40 to 20 or something. Like, we really dominated. Um, but, again, it just came down to little things. And Ohio State's a team that fights and never gives up. Um, I remember after we lost, I just had this weird feeling in my stomach, like, oh, this could have been the last time I played at Ritter because I we could have lost home this advantage or whatever. Um, and then, sure enough, it ended up being that. But when – we saw on the screen again when they did the – who were going to play the seeding, we saw that it was Ohio State, and, like, I was so amped. Like, all of us were just to be able to play them again. And then seeing that it was at Ritter, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is um, – I get to play again at Ritter Arena for these fans and with my teammates. 
for one last time. And so I was just so excited to be able to do that. But then we were shut down. But um, yeah, definitely losing your last game isn't fun. Yeah, what was it like playing in Ritter Arena? Because it's one of the best college hockey arenas for women's hockey. Yes, by far my absolute favorite place to play um, ever, I guess, in all my entire career. Um, just the fans are awesome. The atmosphere, the rink is beautiful. Um, it's just like the perfect size. Every day you get support from your fans, and especially when we play teams like Ohio State or Wisconsin or Duluth, it's like it's packed. And so those experiences are ones that, you know, I don't think you really will get to experience elsewhere. Um, just having that college Minnesota hockey atmosphere is something really, really special. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, being from the East Coast, I've never been to Ritter Arena. <laughs> Hopefully I get to go uh, next year when things are back to normal. Mm -hmm. What's the best seat in the arena for me to go sit in? I guess? <laughs> the best seat? Uh, oh, gosh. I would just say maybe behind their goalie. <laughs> you can see all the goals. <laughs> yes, definitely. Now, like you were just mentioned, you were supposed to get some revenge against Ohio State before the season got shut down. Uh, where were you when you found out that news, and what were your emotions when you found out that news, knowing officially that you played your final college hockey game against Ohio State the week prior? Yeah, that day we were practicing. I remember going on the ice early like with some girls who were on the power play, and we're just practicing absolutely everything we can so that we can be ready to go. Um, we had a really good practice that day. We went out for um, a team lunch and we kind of started to see stuff online with teams shutting down. Like I think the Big Ten um, basketball shut down. And so when that happened, I was like, kind of felt like I already knew that it was going to be over. So I was kind of trying to prepare myself, but I was at home with my roommates and then um, someone got a I think they tweeted and simply tweeted that it was canceled and so I just literally was crying um and called my family and then we had a team meeting and then the seniors went out and just kind of hung out together but um it was one of the worst things too for sure just it being over and not knowing what's going to happen um and just knowing that that's how your entire college career ends and just being so amped up to play Ohio State again and so Literally, my hope for the future, like the Gophers now, is just that they play every game like it could be their last game because when it is your last game and it actually is over, it's it sucks. Yeah, definitely. And you got to play with some great teammates throughout your college hockey career. Mm -hmm. One of them was Amanda Kessel, like you just mm -hmm. mentioned. What was it like playing with her both? And what was she like as a teammate both on and off the ice? She was a really, really fun player. Um, obviously an unbelievable hockey player and just very skilled, but she was just – so fun to have in the dressing room she's a jokester and a prankster if you can sometimes see by her social media just some of the jokes that she does but she's yeah she's um she was really fun to play with and be able to play with her on a line was also just super fun we were roommates for wcha tournament and also um the ncaa tournament and so we got a bond uh during there but yeah she was just a fun player to be around a good teammate um and it was just really special that she made her come back during my time there was there any, were you starstruck when you saw her for the first time? Because she's obviously one of the best women's hockey players ever. Yeah, I mean, when she came, like, she is probably the best gopher to ever play. Um, and then obviously with the USA hockey and everything. And so um, when she started skating with us, I was like, oh my gosh. And then um, she came back and it was just like the day, like, I'll never forget the day that her name was announced. Like, Ritter just blew up. Like, it was just Packer playing North Dakota. 
Um, and it was just so cool to see um, her be able to play hockey again and play um, NCAA and then to be able to win a national championship with her was also really, really special. Now you also got to play with Taylor Heisey as well. What was she like as a teammate, both on and off the ice? And do you think she's probably one of the best uh, Gophers ever? Because I watch every time I watch the Gophers, she always sticks out to me because she just scores yeah. so many goals. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, she's one of the hardest working players and very competitive and focused. Um, we were able to play together last year, and we had a lot of success. We played with uh, me and her played with Zamunkel, um, and it was just super fun. We always. She always tries to get better, um, work on things. Um, and so just, I think we blend really, really well together. She has great hands. She has unbelievable shots. She's a fast skater. Um, I think there's no doubt she'll be an Olympian one day. Now, you know, I have to ask about what it was like to play with this player. You got to play with your sister, Amy Potomac. Uh, what was it like being her teammate, both on and off the ice? And what's it like playing with a sibling in college? Mm-hmm. So fun. I think me and her are really, really close. And so to be able to play together and go to the same school and experience everything together. I was there for two years before without her and she was just, she saw how much fun I was having and she was just dying to get down there. And so finally for us to be able to play together was so cool. Um, we were able to play together with Team Canada a bit, but it's a bit different when you're playing just kind of at your college club team together. Um, it was just so much fun. Um, She's hilarious. She's a kind of a jokester too. And so we got along well. Um, Sometimes we would bicker, but yeah, I guess it was just pretty much like I miss, really miss playing with her. And I hope that we can play together again. Yeah. Was there any sibling rivalry that happened during your time there with her? <laughs> um, we didn't really have any rival- rivalries. Like sometimes in practice, we would do like who can score the most gold in practice um, kind of thing. But no, we were pretty much we always want the best for each other and just like anyone else on the team, we want the best for the team. And so, yeah, I think we just wanted to support each other and just, especially in that last year playing together, we just tried to soak it in. Yeah. I saw this funny tweet, I guess, where it's like when you're growing up with a sibling, you are basically rivals with them. And then at a certain point in time, you kind of like become best friends with them. (laughs) Is that kind of similar with your situation? Yeah, we could literally have the biggest fight over something and like within five minutes, like we'll be like, oh, do you want to go get food or something? And it's like totally fine. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you, um, What's the communication like with her now? Because college hockey is a lot different than it was when you were there last year. I know covering it, it's like everything's through Zoom. You have to get tested yeah. every day. What's mm-hmm. the communication like with her and how do you try to help her out? Because she's in a situation you've never experienced before. Yeah. So we just text and we FaceTime all the time and just... For her, it's definitely, I mean, for all the college athletes, it's definitely different. You know, you miss going out and seeing like a jam-packed order and just even just doing normal day things like hanging out together as a team. Like you can't really do that as much or going to other athletes' events. Um, And so I just try and support her as much as I can and just be an ear for her. Um, But she's doing like a really, really good job. She's having a really positive mindset and just trying to be the best that she can be and she can't, she's coming back from an injury and so she's worked her tail off to get back to where she wants to be for the team and so I think she's done that um and just I'm just really proud of her and what she's done but yeah I just try and help her through it and I think she tries to make the most of the year that she can. Now we're now in the non-hockey se- segment of the podcast we're asking some non-hockey questions my first sure. one is what music do you like to listen to? Um pretty much just country music um yeah I just say country music. Any go-to artist? I know Thomas Rhett is 
probably my favorite country artist. Is that someone yeah. you listen to? Yeah, Thomas Rhett, um, like Dan and Shay. I'm like, I kind of like like soft country music. Like Morgan, I think Waylon is how you say his new album is like pretty fire. And so I yeah. do that type of music. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Now, who is your favorite actor or actress? Um, favorite actress would have okay. Favorite actor would have to be Denzel Washington. Um, like Inside Man, all those movies were really good. Um, favorite actress, if I'm gonna go from like a more comedy side of things, would have to be Melissa McCarthy because she's just hilarious in every movie she acts, acts in. Yeah, mine will probably be Owen Wilson or like Tom okay. Hanks because oh, they, Tom good. Hanks does a good job in like drama movies and I think yeah. Owen Wilson does a good job in like comedy movies, so it's yeah. a good balance. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, what is the hardest class you ever took in college? Hands down, earth science. It was so, it was like, we have like five different rocks and I would have to like tell, like name the rocks and I'm like, they look exactly the same. And so that was probably the hardest class. So I did I it, that's got a pretty good grade, so... The only thing I know about earth science is like sedimentary rocks. That's the yeah. only thing I remember, but yeah. other than that. <laughs> now, who was the funniest teammate you ever played with at Minnesota? Oh, gosh. Um, Brooklyn Garzone, probably my freshman year. She, I think if you ask anyone from that team, she probably would be the name. Or my sister is honestly one of the funniest ones too. So. Now, you obviously have the best style on the team, yep. but besides yourself, who else had the best style with the Gophers? Um. Best style. Hmm. I would have to say, honestly, I think Amy's style is pretty good. It's pretty similar to mine. Um, I'm just trying to think here. Honestly, Abby Murphy's style is pretty good. I've been watching her this year, and so she's she's got pretty good style. Yeah, a lot of people said like Kip and Keller or Emily Oden. Those are the two most popular. Okay, answers. okay, Kip and Keller. Yeah, I can see that. And then if, if we're thinking like clothes and stuff, yeah, Emily Oden, Kip and Keller, Caitlin Riley. Yeah. yeah those now, final non-hockey question: If you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Um, anyone in the world? Oh gosh, honestly, this sounds really cheesy, but I would just love to have lunch with like my senior class or my teammates from, um, like like last year with the Gophers, just to be with them again, type of thing. Like with the borders being closed down and stuff, it just that would probably make my day or my yeah. year. Definitely, definitely. Now back to some hockey questions. Now, what do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey? I know you are part of the PWHPA organization. Uh, what do you think has to be done to help grow the sport? Because I saw that you announced that they're going to Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. this month, I think. Yeah, it, which is so super, super cool. It's going to be like the two U.S. Uh, regions, so Canadians can't go, but that's just going to be unbelievable. It's making history, and I think just – playing the game and broadcasting our game. There's so much talent. Um, I think when you're going to see it at Madison Square Garden with players from like Panic and Brand and Coin and all these in night. So yeah, I think just broadcasting our games the best we can. It's been obviously a difficult year with COVID not being able to play, but when we do play, just showcasing our talent. Yeah, definitely. And I think when the women's game played in the All-Star game, I think last year, I think that did a lot to help grow the sport. Mm-hmm. And I hope stuff like that continues to happen throughout the years. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, when Coin did her fastest skater thing, that was one of the coolest things too for women's hockey. And that definitely was another big platform and stepping stone, just seeing how fast and good 
um, women's hockey is. She beat some NHL players, right? I don't remember seeing that, but I remember I someone remember. telling I think me that. She might have been really, really close, like point something seconds away. But yeah, it was. Yeah. He absolutely killed it. Now, what advice would you give a younger player trying to pursue a college hockey scholarship? Yeah, I think just work your hardest and just be consistent and like making the most of all the times you get on the ice. I mean, now we can say that kind of with COVID, but even before COVID, just using your, the like, um, how do I say this? Making the most of your practice and using like all your repetitions because that's how you're going to translate over, it over to a game and then just like have fun and be consistent would be also some other advice. Yeah, definitely. And what should I do better as an interviewer to improve this podcast? Um, honestly, I thought it was awesome. It was so fun and easy. So it was great. I think you did a really good job. So I didn't even really feel like I was in an interview to start the conversation. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Any message to the Gophers fans that are listening to this podcast? I know sometimes the team promotes the podcast, which I appreciate, by the yeah. way. I want to shout out whoever runs the Gopher Women's Hockey social yeah. media. You're the best. Any message <laughs> to the, the fan? <laughs> Um, to the fans, yeah, just I miss uh, all of you, and I wish I could have played um, one more game and brought home a national championship for those fans, but um, obviously couldn't, but just thanks to all of them for the support and for them supporting the team the way they are this year. It's really awesome to see. Definitely, definitely. Any shout-outs you'd like to give before we let you go? I know we've talked about your sister and some other teammates you got to play with, but anyone we left out maybe? Um. Just shout out, I guess, to, yeah, my sister or, like, Tiana Gunnison or to Williamson. I guess just, honestly, oh, no. I, like, if I'm going to say shout outs, I'm going to have to say, like, all these people. But just honestly, even just my senior classroom that I graduated with, like, just shout out to them and just miss them like crazy. So. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Take care. Stay safe. Have a great rest of your week. And um, I wanted to let you know that you're one of my favorite gophers to watch. So I really appreciate oh, you, you taking time out of your day to come talk to me. Of course. Thanks so much, Matt. It was really fun. I appreciate it. No problem. Take care. Talk to you soon. You. Bye. Just wanted to say thank you so much to Sarah for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate her taking time out of her schedule and talking to me about her experience with Minnesota. I really appreciate it so much, and I wish her nothing but the best for the future. I know she's going to do great things with Team Canada, and I was just super honored getting the chance to interview her. It was awesome. She's a great hockey player, but she's also an incredible person as well. And just I can't thank Sarah enough for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it and hopefully she's not the last pot of mac we have on it'll be really cool getting the chance to interview her sister as well amy that'll be awesome now thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast i really appreciate it i'll take care everyone stay safe have a great weekend and i'll see you guys next time with another great podcast but until then take care everyone peace bye thank you